The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. (laughs) (laughs) Are we ready, Thad? Are we ready, are we steady? Are we meatball spaghetti? <sighs> I said the wrong episode at the intro last. Uh, yeah, you did. On, on uh, Monday. Yeah. So this is 23. This is the Michael Jordan episode. The Ryan Sandberg episode. Mm. The LeBron James episode. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. Four. Three, two, one. Cue music. Come on, Uncle Jed, the party's starting. Hear that music? Big and tall, big and tall. From South Bend, Indiana, it's the Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart on Appleton Street and BigandTallOutlet.com. This is Jimmy Shorts. The number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Well, actually, it's the only sports podcast on that particular network. What doofus would name a podcast after a stupid Tibetan ox? Probably one of these morons. Corey Mann? Uh, maybe it was Chuck Freebie. Sports Yak, brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Tell them the yak sent ya. Because big guys gotta look good too. And that's God. And welcome to the midweek episode of Sports Yak. Hi there. My name's Corey. To my right is Chuck Freebie. Chuck, hello. Hi, kids. You've made it past the voting extravaganza here in St. Joe County, Indiana. Well, I don't think I've made it past the voting extravaganza here in St. Joe County since St. Joe County, and I want to congratulate the election officials at St. Joe County. 
Yet another sterling performance. We wake up this morning, we find that all those people, the 22,000 people that showed up for early voting and mailed in their absentee ballot, <laughs> I'm sorry your vote didn't count. Great job. Did they misplace them? Did they just literally Who forget Who that knows? there's 20,000? Absolutely idiotic. Could that change something you today? Think, you think it might change some races? <laughs> There's a possibility when you got some 50-50 splits in the school board or some other races that were like 52-48. Yeah, that might. Did you get a sticker yesterday that said no, I, I voted? No, I didn't get a sticker. I, I don't that? care about getting a sticker. Okay. I find that all self-aggrandizing. Okay. Well, I asked Chuck uh, what he thought about this programming note. I'm going to come in with five things. We'll work from the nucleus of five. We'll work outside of it, inside of it, inside of it, outside of it. But at least I'll bring five things to the table. Yeah, well, I mean, we've had a bit of an ADD podcast going on, but that's okay. You know, some people like that, too. There are no rules to this, you know. Exactly. And <laughs> apparently there aren't in voting either. Right out of the front of that ADD, we were talking about Mike Lightfoot off podcast. And in my mind, I'm trying to replay, which I can go back and listen in the archives, of course, wherever you get your podcasts from, Chuck, uh, did he mention to us that he was calling games on TV? No, he never mentioned this. And then all of a sudden last night he shows up on – now, granted, it wasn't really TV. Uh, it was ACC Network Extra ESPN 3.5.6. Uh, but he was doing color with some – I think it was a student – at Notre Dame on the Notre Dame-Illinois-Chicago game. By the way, Irish win their season opener last night, 84-67. So Mike Bray's team 1-0, and they've got Chicago State rolling in here on Thursday. More about them in a moment. But uh, Irish were very good at the foul line, 36 out of 38. That's that was, impressive, right? That was almost a school record right there. That's phenomenal, it, which is a good thing, too, because they were awful from the three-point line. Four out of 22. Hey, you. I realize you can't make a three unless you take a three, but you weren't making any threes anyway, so stop taking them. Here's what I saw last night as I attended the game with my new friend, let's call him Tim. Okay. These are a bunch of young players trying to figure each other out. Yeah. I immediately looked forward on my schedule on my phone you got Duke coming in oh my Lord. at the end of January, and they had a game last night. Yeah, they beat Kentucky 118-84, to and you were just in your office looking at clips of mm -hmm. Zion Williamson, one of the three Duke freshmen ranked in the top three, but probably the most well-known and the most charismatic of that group. And he was phenomenal last night. Folks, if you haven't seen him yet, here's this 6'7", 285-pound beast of a high school freshman. Let's say for the sake of argument he's 19. Maybe he's 18. I don't know. Men built like this should not have the quickness and explosive leaping ability that this young man has. It, it defies logic to see somebody move like that. A unique player. Well, that's how Greg Doyle from the Indy Star described him. I retweeted Greg's article today. He says he's the most unique college basketball player that he's ever seen. And who agrees with Greg Doyle? Mike Krzyzewski. 
I grabbed the uh, poster for the Notre Dame men's basketball team. I like this young man down here in the bottom right. Carmody? Uh, yeah, uh, I believe it's Robbie Carmody. Carmody. Yeah. I like him. I like uh, I like this number 23 young man. Nate Lashesky. Yes. Now, I did not go to the game last night. You did. Uh, you posted a picture from your seats. It looked like the same old problem for Notre Dame basketball, putting fannies in the seats. Yes. I went to Vivid Seats, this app that I uh, enjoy on my phone, and I found $5 seats last night. So I was row 17, dead center, section 10. And uh, the, the crowd was a little thin, Chuck. Yeah. A little thin. You want to go to tomorrow night, Thursday night's game? Tickets as low as $2. $2. Well, you're playing Chicago State. Now, let me tell you, Chicago State played IU last night. And IU blew them off the map, something like 104 to 55. Uh, IU's Romeo Langford. Now, we talked about Zion Williamson as the star freshman for Duke. Romeo Langford was a cause celeb in the state of Indiana last year, Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana, and he looked spectacular for IU last night, had 19 points, just kind of took over the game in the first half when the Hoosiers were kind of struggling to find an offensive flow. There's another team. You talked about Notre Dame, a bunch of young kids trying to trying to find each other and, yeah. and how to mesh with you with each other. I use in the same boat. They've got this really strong freshman class, including Demise Anderson from Riley, who quite frankly didn't play that well last night. It's his first game, maybe jitters or something like that. But Romeo played well. He had 19, and and Indiana really looked good getting out on the break and, and getting after it offensively. I'm going to read into what you said about Mr. Basketball kind of taking the lead. Oh, yeah. He's definitely... Now, There's no leader yet at Notre Dame from what I saw last night. And that's a problem. Yeah. But now, Fluger and Gibbs need to be the leaders on yes. Notre Dame. But you saw it. I didn't. I didn't see them register in double figures last night. Didn't Fluger look like... seemed off. Okay. Yes. I scanned ahead to the January 28th game, Duke and Notre Dame. Those same $2 tickets are 84 yeah. for that night. Well, Duke... Duke with this Zion Williamson kid, it'll be like when LeBron comes to town with an NBA team. Yes. That's that's the best thing I can compare it to. Uh, Irish play again Thursday night, so a quick practice probably today. Go over what uh, they could work on, and then they play again tomorrow night. Yeah. I would also like to mention Purdue a winner last night. They beat Fairfield in their season over opener, and Carson Edwards, who who is a candidate, a legitimate candidate as an All-American and Player of the Year in college basketball, had 30 points in the opener. You know what? Let's try to cut down on the ADD-ness that I bring to the table. Let's segue into your basketball schedule for 46 Game of the Week. Posted tell, me, that. tell me how you put that together. Well, one, one thing you do is you kind of go through each week, each Friday, you look at the daily schedule that – there's a website called John Harrell. Uh, you mentioned this on Monday's episode. Yeah, yes. if, if you're a football or high school basketball fan in Indiana, you're probably familiar with it already. He has all kinds of information on there. And he accumulates schedules from all over the state and posts them on the website. And so I can go on a date, let's say November 30th, where we start with Elkhart Central, Elkhart Memorial. And I start scanning through games. Well, the thing I know about Elkhart Central, Elkhart Memorial, there's there's a number of things I know. 
Number one, there aren't going to be very many of those matchups left because the two schools are merging in 2020. Okay. Number two, they usually put 5,000 people in Northside Gym for that, and that creates a great atmosphere. Northside is my all-time favorite gym. Mm -hmm. I went to middle school there and roamed the place, and it's just a tremendous facility. And 5,000 people in there creates a great atmosphere. Nice way to start off the high school season. Good rivalry game. So we do Central Memorial traditionally as our first game. Not always, but usually. So then you start trying to piece things together. I never want to have a team on more than twice during the regular season. Okay. I want to try to showcase as many of the top players as I can in the area. And and then sometimes we get approached. Like this year, we, we were approached by... Uh, the South Bend schools, who said, hey, we've got this special thing that we're doing on February 15th where we've got Riley is playing Adams, but we're really kind of featuring the tradition of South Bend Central. Now, South Bend Central was a great basketball program in South Bend for years and years and years. Won state titles in 57 and 63. Mike Warren, who you probably know as an actor on Hill Street Blues, oh yeah, played basketball at South Bend Central and then went to play at UCLA and won national titles there. How about that? So he's going to be back for the game. Riley and Adams are going to wear the old South Bend Central jerseys. One will wear the, the road jersey and the other will wear the white home jersey. And, uh, but more importantly, will Mike Warren be there yeah. so I can get my autographed Hill Street Blues Season 1? Yes. On VHS. So they approached us and said, what can we do to make sure that this game gets on TV? And so we've worked with them in terms of sponsorships and the things that we need. Yeah. Um, there, There's a lot that goes into the schedule, and, and I'm not sure people really want to know how the sausage is made sometimes. That's fine. But it's all about... Trying to keep a balance, trying to get a lot of different schools on, but also trying to make money for the station and put on those schools that support their teams the most. And You even the, throw a few bones to girls. Well, during the tournament, I'd like to get a girls' regular season game on. And as I mentioned yesterday when I posted this, this is tentative. We we can yeah. play around with this it a little around. bit. But I'm pleased with the variety of schools that we have on this year. I don't think we have anybody repeat until... You have a possible Northwood repeat, but you've got an out with it could be Warsaw at Plymouth or Northwood at Memorial. It just right. depends on... And, and any one of those, all of those schools would be repeats at that point, but I'm thinking whatever game is going to decide the Northern Lakes Conference title, that's what we're going to have on that week. I'm not familiar with... <laughs> Brebuff at CMA? Brebuff is a school down in Indianapolis. Okay. CMA is Culver Academy. It's the defending state champ in Class 3A. Okay. And it's right, I shouldn't say it's in our backyard. It's about 50 minutes away down on the shores of Lake Max and Cucky. We've never done a game down there. Again, another place that approached us, you know, how can we get on the game of the week? Well, i got to make sure that I've got some guarantees here that we're going to be able to cover our costs at the very least. And so they're working with us on that. And I think because they're the defending state champs, they're owed somewhat the honor of of being on. 
and uh, Brabuff is a is a big game. The Brabuff will probably be ranked in the top ten of Class Three A as well. So that'll likely be an early December top ten showdown on December seventh. If you want to check out that schedule and plan ahead, plan accordingly. At Forty Six Sports, Chuck's got that posted. I'm looking at a delightful graphic right here, and I'll be able to follow along and pick which games you've uh, put your stamp of approval on. Good job, buddy. And and if you have suggestions, you know, feel free to comment or email, and uh, we'll take them into consideration. Doesn't mean we'll do what you want us to do, but we'll take them under consideration. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Ryan Kelly press conference yesterday. Anything? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was uh, kind of interesting. He opens up with a statement talking about, you know, he and he's trying. I know what he's doing here. He's basically telling us the same thing that he's telling his team, which is we're not taking Florida State lightly, even though they're four and five. You know, he's talking about how they've shown improvement and things like that. And when he says they've shown improvement, could you feel that in the room, like with the other reporters and writers, yeah, and yeah. kind of like, wait a minute? Right. I mean, none of us were buying it. Okay. Because. Anybody who looks at a schedule card or looks at scores says, hey, wait a minute, Florida State has allowed 106 points in the last two games. How many? 106! And it's absolutely ridiculous. So Eric Hansen from the South Bend Tribune had some questions that he wanted to ask, and he did, and, and some other people, and I finally was able to get the mic. And I said, Brian, in your opening statement, you talked about the improvement that Florida State has shown. And I said, a lot of people are going to sit there and say they've given up 106 points in their last two games. So where have you seen the improvement? And he talked primarily about the offensive side of the ball. Passing game has improved. And then he says, and at least they've been competitive, you know, in their last now, he tried to sell the last couple games. They were not competitive against Clemson two weeks ago. No. Non-compete clause in the contract, apparently. Last week against Florida State, you know, they, they held Florida State to 47. Excuse me? What? I mean, come on. Now, the other interesting thing that came out of the press conference yesterday was his, he obviously holds Drew Tranquil in high regard. Yes, and somebody asked, because Tranquil was limited last week with this high ankle sprain, played some against Northwestern, actually had four solo tackles, and many of them were key tackles. And somebody asked what Tranquil's status was, and he says, look, I'm not trying to play doctor here. I'm not trying to speak for the doctor. He goes, but really, it doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what I say. Drew Tranquil says he's playing every down. So... Um, you know, and, and he referred to him as a crazy man that he didn't think that he could take off the field. And I, I don't think Brian Kelly wants to cross a crazy man. No. Although he was willing to, you know, put up with me. Playoff pool, Alabama. <laughs> Playoff pool, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, 
Michigan. I think they got them right. I think they have them in the right order right now. Uh, Alabama and Clemson, I think there's a mark of delineation there. You've got those two, and then you take a step down to where Notre Dame is. Notre Dame has not dominated teams like those two have. And then you have Michigan, who's probably playing the best ball of anybody in the country right now. But you can't put Michigan above Notre Dame because Notre Dame beat them head-to-head. I know a lot of the talking heads on TV right now talked about, oh, Michigan's playing better than Notre Dame. They should put Michigan at three and Notre Dame at four. They played each other this season. We're not talking about, you know, Herb Street tried to be funny and say, well, they played back in June. No, Kirk, they played in September. Right. And the game counts. It's part of the season. It's an L for the maize and blue, and it's a W for the fighting Irish. And whether Michigan people like that or not, that's the way it happened. So you got to put Notre Dame ahead of Michigan right now. And those are the only three teams with a perfect record, right? Yes. Alabama, well, no, Central, Flo- Central Florida has a perfect record. Okay. But the argument against Central Florida is they don't play anybody. At the same time, uh, Notre Dame has had that steady defense, um, and then you're seeing some growth with Ian Booker at quarterback. So you work for the St. Joe County Election Authority? What, <laughs> what's going on there? How do you not know the name of the Notre Dame quarterback? Is it because he hasn't given up 106 points? <laughs> I want to know what Peter Freeby thought of the firing oh my gosh. of the Blackhawks. apoplectic. Apoplectic? He is. I'll he, look that up while you explain to me what else he's feeling. He is beside himself. Let me see if we can get the Peter Freebie text here. He goes, uh, I am fuming. Stan Bowman is single-handedly murdering my hockey team. I replied, <laughs> it's an awful, awful day. He says, if Q, Joel Quenville, the Blackhawks coach who got fired yesterday, if Q ends up in our division, I want Stan's head on a stick. Sounds a little bit like the old man. I replied, he had a front row seat for a long time. I replied, I could easily see Q in Detroit. He said, Ooh, really? He, yeah. He says, well, Q didn't trade Panarin for Saad straight up. Q didn't get rid of Chalmerson when they had D-pairing issues, defenseman pairing issues. Q didn't sign absolutely nobody this offseason. If they don't make the playoffs, Stan had better be gone. Stan, by the way, Notre Dame alum. Q, Taze, and Kane all deserve statues outside the UC. So he, like a number of people, in fact, I I put this out there yesterday, as we're mixing election and sports talk today on this podcast, being the day after the election. I said, so we can vote to retain judges, but we can't vote to retain Joel Quenville? I don't understand that. Before we move forward, let me tell you about Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart. Let's go live to Derek Lehman at the Big and Tall Outlet store. Derek? Good morning, guys. This is Derek from Big and Tall Outlet uh, uh, here again with you. Obviously, like the rest of you in uh, northern Indiana and around, uh, I assume you guys have noticed that it's getting colder outside. Right. Fall is upon us. Right. It is time to maybe... Pick up an extra flannel, maybe an extra hoodie, um, just something, uh, you know, a little bit warmer weather, longer sleeves, things like that. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to give you guys a quick once-over on a few items that we have. This isn't, just wanted to hit real quick right. on something that we have here. It's kind of in the center of our store. Thermal underwear. Yeah. Uh, made by Indera. 
Um, they are available in sizes extra large tall. It's not a size that we always carried, but that's something that we've had a lot of folks request. So we've moved from, from being from 2X to 6X. Now we carry extra large tall uh-huh. up to 6X in uh, thermal bottoms and thermal tops. Right. So... You know what? I could really use uh, a set of thermal underwear, a thermal shirt, thermal pants. Maybe, you know, I want it to be a little longer so that it stays tucked in for sure. Maybe you go with the 4X tall. Now, these in right. extra large tall to 4X short pants and tops are $14. And then the 5X to 6X are $16. So that's each piece, but a really reasonable price. You know, 28 bucks you're putting together a two-piece set, and uh, that'll help keep you warm. Those are just something I, I thought I'd add in. So that was uh, just free advice. Mm-hmm. Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart or bigandtalloutlet.com. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. But the second K is silent. What did you see in Bremen yesterday? Lots of cold people. Um, about 40. And you don't mean personality-wise. No, I mean, you know, the weather, the first thing I said to the coach when I got there was, well, the weather's sure different than the last time I was here because we had Bremen's second game of the year, and it was just oh, all hot down. and wonderful, and, you know, guys had to make sure they get water. Well, you got to make sure you get water in this kind of weather, too, because you dry out quickly. But uh, what I saw <laughs> was uh, probably their worst practice of the year, to be honest. And they and, would tell you and that. They, well, they, they not only would tell me that, they did tell me that. In terms that I probably can't use here on the old podcast because we're family friendly. But uh, they did not do well offensively yesterday. A lot of things that would have been called for penalties. Uh, But the coach told me, and and I found this interesting because Brian Kelly made the same remark about Ian Book yesterday. Okay. In that they are something of experiential learners. In other words... If you show them something on film or you show them something on a whiteboard and draw it up, they get it, but they really don't absorb it and are able to put it into practice until they go through it a few times on the field. That makes sense to me. And That's how I learned. Kelly explained this about Ian Book, why he seems to play better in the second half of games than he does in the first half, because in the first half, defenses might give him a different front than what he's seen in film or something like that. So now he's gone through it. He can kind of make the mental adjustment that he needs to make and find the proper player. In the case of Bremen, okay, you've looked at film of your opponent, Whiting, on Monday. The scout team is showing you some of the things that Whiting does on Tuesday. You're going up against it the first time. It doesn't look pretty. As the week goes on, you absorb more of it, you understand it better, and by Friday they are hopeful that they'll have it dialed in, yes. And not going to Whiting. I think we made that clear. (laughs) I just want to make sure nothing's changed. Peter also texted me that yesterday, too. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go back to the I think we got a tweet about that one. We did. (laughs) <laughs> and yes, last night, because I I talked with him on the phone yesterday, I said, well, did you listen to Monday's Yak? He goes, I haven't yet. And I said, well, give it a listen. And so he texted me at 6.10 p.m., you going to Whiting or no? <laughs> I sent back, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Here's a sticker, prayer wafer. Pilots beat Roosevelt last night, 80-68. 
Roosevelt is Roosevelt University is in Chicago. It's it's right there near Grant Park. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know what their mascot is? I I would guess the Rough Rider. No, I think they might be the Eagles. I would make them the Rough Riders. But eighty to sixty eight, Bethel wins. Trayvon Cruz with a triple double in that game becomes just the fifth player in Bethel college history to I like have a triple that guy double. Play. He's he's special. And his story of overcoming, as Mike Lightfoot told us, is something to behold. Uh, also in NAIA action last night, we might as well give the other local schools some props. IUSB beat IU Northwest 102 to 99, and Grace downed Holy Cross 66 56. The Lakers, the Roosevelt Lakers. Oh, well, Lakers. that makes sense because right they're the right lake. there on Lake Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Instagram at Sports Yak with two Ks. I'm curious to see what kind of moves the Cubs are going to make in the offseason. Might as well throw this out there, too, because okay. we talked about this a little bit on Tuesday Sportscast on Pulse FM. But Theo Epstein says he's not going to offer Joe Madden an extension until they see how the 2019 season goes. Madden's they fi- have him until? They have him until the end of the 2019 season. Okay. Uh, Joe, would, Joe is the oldest manager in Major League Baseball. Uh, now, you can't argue with the record that he has brought to the Cubs. He's a rock success star. that he has brought to the Cubs. But I think they want to see you know, how Joe feels after this year, how Theo feels about how the team plays, because I think there's a feeling among many that the Cubs underachieved this year because they were only a wild card and eliminated in the first playoff game. So let's see how things come together in 2019. The other thing that's starting to be bantied about a little bit is the fact that it does not look like the Cubs are going to be a player for either Bryce Harper or Manny Machado in free agency. Now, Machado I somewhat understand because they've got, seems plenty of infielders. Bryce Harper, you could certainly picture in Wrigley Field hitting a bunch of home runs. Now Playing alongside his BFF. Chris Bryant, and and maybe that would rejuvenate his offense. He hits plenty of homers. His problem has been his average last year was down around 235, 240. So I think the Cubs are a little wary about getting involved in the Harper sweepstakes. Now, another question for the Cubs, what are they going to do with Addison Russell? Addison Russell missed the end of the season and all the playoffs because of domestic abuse charges levied upon him by his now ex-wife. And Major League Baseball suspended him, not the Cubs. But the Cubs have to make up their mind of what kind of organization they're going to be. They went out in 2016 and they brought in Araldus Chapman, who also had missed time because of domestic abuse charges earlier that year. And they brought him in, and to be honest, with his on-field performance, they probably don't win the 2016 World Series without Araldus Chapman on that roster. But you kind of made some moves counter to your values as an organization. Right. 
Do you continue to make moves counter to your values of as an organization and keep Addison Russell and try to build him back up? And if you're trying to peddle him, certainly his trade value is down somewhat now because of these charges. So you're not going to get for him what you would have gotten, say, six months ago. So these are some big questions looming for the Cubs going into the offseason. The White Sox, however, might be in a position to make a move for either Harper or Machado. So Addison's probably tied up in court stuff right now. Well, I don't know whether it's court stuff or not, but I think right now the Cubs, I mean, they got to—they have decisions that they have to make. Now, they're not urgent decisions. They're not going to be made this week. But they're still decisions in terms internally of what, what direction they need to go because how you handle Russell might determine who you go after in free agents. Mm-hmm. Today's Bible verse comes from Luke 14, verse 27. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. That's our podcast for today. We'll talk to you on Friday, maybe a little women's basketball as they've got an early afternoon game against Harvard. And uh, maybe we'll touch on a few more points with Notre Dame and Florida State. What time is that game? Notre Dame, Florida State is a 7.30 kickoff. Woo! Last home game of the season. Yes. Are you busting out the North Face for that night? I am busting out whatever <laughs> warm weather. I, there's going to be plenty of layers on the Chuck Freebie experience. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, we leave you with Bette Midler's The Rose. In honor of the anniversary of quite a movie, quite a song. Mm. Have a good day, everybody. You've been listening to the Sports Yak Podcast, brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart on Napanee Street and BigandTallOutlet.com. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts, and that's good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.